You are listening to episode 13 of the Japan Gamescast. On this week's show, Nintendo retires an online lounge service, Pikachu takes to the skies, and new artwork is revealed for Shin Megami Tensei V. All this and more coming up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Japan Gamescast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host, Julian, aka Kanten Gamer, and joining me as always is my co host, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's all good, man. How you doing? I'm just doing uh doing all right. I'm uh, finishing up with the messenger recently. Uh oh, oh the messenger. How's the that messenger? Uh, it, it's pretty good. Uh, are you familiar with it? Is that like it's like a two D platformer, and you're like a ninja, or am I thinking of a completely different game? Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. like uh, it's kind of like Ninja Gaiden, but mm, uh, sort yeah, of modernized. Yeah. Uh, it's easier than that um, as well. It, it looks it looks very slick from what I remember from the trailers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it seems like a, a short game, but a fun one. And uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, I've got a Game Pass subscription on my computer, and uh, it's gonna be leaving Game Pass uh, in a couple days. Oh, so, so actually, uh, yeah, okay. So okay. I just thought it would be a good one to check out before uh, it leaves the service. Ah, uh, I see. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, I, I quite like those. Um, you know, like cool, kind of like modernized old school platformers you know i played um i guess recently a hollow knight maybe not recently like three years ago hollow knight um and uh shovel knight as well the other night game um but uh did you ever play uh, super meat boy that was pretty cool oh yeah <laughs> yeah as i well, played yeah. that one as well mm. i like these uh all these kind of uh side scrolling like uh re- retro throwback you know style mm. games how Ooh. about you uh, yeah, man. Uh, I guess also, yeah, some old school 2D platforming um, after our epic discussion last week, getting all hyped up from Metroid Dread. I was thinking, well, I've got until October to play all four Metroids again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are <laughs> so, you going to... Oh, actually, it's on the screen right now. It's gone. Metroid 4. I've been playing it on this like little... Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like the RGM or RMG 350M or something like this, little um, kind of emulator handheld thing uh, by Abernick, but I don't know. It's one of those like Chinese manufacturers, so like, the name always changes. So <laughs> oh, it's just, okay, like, it's just the same thing. But yeah, it's a great little console. Um, and, I, you know, I wanted to play it on the Switch. I was like, wouldn't it be perfect to play like all the old 2D side-scrolling Metroids on the Switch? You know, especially like, on the Switch Lite, because it feels a lot more like a Game Boy. Um, but Nintendo are assholes, and they've only given us uh, <laughs> yeah. Super Metroid on the... Uh, yeah, I've, on the service. Uh, <laughs> I've heard they're they're all available on the Wii U, actually. They are, uh, but the main critical issue there is that I don't have a Wii U anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have one in America, and I, I think I have most of them on there, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I uh, haven't purchased a new Wii U. Um, yeah. N- no need, really, but they're super cheap in Tokyo. Like I've seen them for less than 5,000 yen. They are so, dirt cheap, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, they're at like the the absolute bottom prices right now. I think so. I did I did think about it, but then I just thought like I already own like you know my Switch, this little mini thing. I got my PC, mm. I like PS. So I've got like so many gaming devices. I recently got the iPad right with the Apple Arcade. I, was, I don't need like another <laughs> yeah. another thing. But um, yeah, I can play like a Metroid because I'm playing the remake. So I tried playing the NES version, but it's just too it's too shit. Like I don't care like what anyone says like. 
games are classic, <laughs> but like they don't age well, right? So the original Metroid, it's fine, but there's a couple of things that I like about it. One is the square format of the screen. You know, it's harder to see kind of what's coming up when you're, especially when you're running through the level. And yeah. uh, you can't duck. So like you press down and you're straight, when you go, when you, when you press down, you go into the ball, like the morph ball. Oh, and when, yeah. you press, when you press up, you're just standing up. So you can't get that middle between uh, shot. And also yeah. there's no diagonal shooting. So you can just shoot like left, right or up. So it's just a bit, it's a bit limited. But when they remade mm. uh, the first one, it came out in 2004. It's called Retro, uh, Metroid Zero Mission. They mm. basically like modeled it after Super Metroid, which is uh. still a little bit dated, but it controls like, I can still play Super Metroid and it feels good, right? So it's kind of like that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to play that. Then I've got to go onto the DS to get um, Samus Returns. Then I've got to go onto the Switch to get Super Metroid. Then I've got to come back to the emulator thing for uh, Metroid Fusion. <laughs> and oh, then back cool. to the Switch wow. for uh, Dread whenever that comes out. Oh, it's the 8th of October, isn't it? <laughs> so you do you have enough time to make it through those? Uh, they're all quite short games, I think. Mm. Um, last time we did like Super Metroid, which is probably the one I completed the most. It took me about 15 hours. I'm not like a oh, I'm not like okay. a speedrun master, but I've completed it quite a few times. So there's certain parts where like it just doesn't tell you like anything. So like you waste a lot of time like backtracking trying to find stuff. But I yeah. just kind of it's in my memory now that I'm like, oh yeah, I should drop a bomb on that wall there. And then it just reveals like a passageway. So Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. But if you know everything about the game, it's kind of like uh like Resident Evil or something like that. You know, the first time it takes you like 20 hours, but then if you play it again straight after. You can complete it in like five hours because you just like you you know all the, the ways to do everything. <laughs> yeah, like the first time I played Ocarina of Time, it, it must have taken me like a hundred hours or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, trying to figure it all out. Um, yeah, that's a classic example. Yeah, um, but now when I play through it, I know exactly where to go. You know. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I'll, if I aim for like one a month until October. Seems like a reasonable goal to sit myself with. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll join you on that, and we can we can both be battling it out too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, um, before we get to the news this week, I wanted to share a really funny Twitter page that I found. Actually, not this week. I found it a couple of weeks ago, but I kept forgetting to mention it. It's called uh, "Does This Game Have a Crab in It?" <laughs> and like, all they do is like just post clips or like post pictures of crabs in games. And I don't know if you'd ever probably you'd never thought about it before, right? But there are so many games with crabs and it's pretty funny. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. So they'll say like, yeah, there's a crab-like creature in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a crab in Unravel. <laughs> there's a crab in Monster Hunter World. Like, there's a crab in Metroid. <laughs> there you go, topical. What's <laughs> uh, it? Uh, Dangarompa. Uh, Disney Infinity. Like, just so many. And they post like one like every day. They post a couple every day. But it's I just mental. Like, I could just scroll for like hours. Like, there's so many games and crabs in. Really I wonder funny. where the like hive mind for this is. Like somewhere there's like a spreadsheet and like everyone on, on the internet is like updating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but actually it does say like, because like some of the posts, you know, it'll say like submitted by this person, right? And then oh, this one's okay. submitted by this guy. So I guess people just DM like the guy, the main account holder and just say like, oh, did you know there's one here? And I guess, like, you know, he probably has a good memory because if he's posting them, right, you're probably like, oh, yeah, I already posted that one or something. Uh, um, but I just think it's one of those weird phenomenon where, like, there's just so many crabs in games that, like, he'll never run out <laughs> of yeah. uh, ammunition. So, yeah, it's just, just so, I mean, so many games I've never even heard of before. It's pretty funny. Like, Rocket Knight fun. Adventure, never heard of that, but there it is. Uh, Sonic Heroes, yeah, that's it. 
uh, Wakfu, whatever the fuck that is. Shantae. I remember that enemy, actually. Neo 2. It's just so many. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow that, it's uh, at Is There a Crab on Twitter. It's pretty funny. <laughs> is, is there a crab in it? That's great, man. Yeah, so some kind of uh, interesting news this week. Uh, there has been a new uh, Pokemon event announced in Tokyo. It's going to be in the Ginza uh, Matsuya uh, Shopping Department Center. Uh, or shopping mall, I guess, if you're American, or shopping center if you're British, or department if you're Japanese. I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> it's a big, mm. a big shopping place. Um, and they're going to be opening this cool new Pokemon Colors event um, here. So I just, uh, just translate this to English for everyone so that you can follow along. But um, basically, it just says like they want to uh, celebrate the colorful world of Pokemon. And what I think it looks like is just like it's more of like a kids kind of. Um, it's almost like a little fair, like fairground activities. And uh, they're basically kind of like celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon this year, as we probably mentioned a couple of, or I think we've mentioned in a few episodes because um, they're doing lots of events this year. Um, but more specifically, I mean, in this um, announcement here, it, it, it mentions Red and Green, which were the first two games launched in Japan in 1996. Yeah, so um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. They've got, they've got some uh, images here of... Uh, kind of some of the games and, and what you can do. So it looks pretty, <laughs> it looks pretty wow. interesting. And I think it said in the article, they have some uh, custom artwork for this event as well. It looks um, like it. So if you see on the game here, um, I think this is a TV screen. So on this one, you have to like, it looks a bit like, do you remember that game Jungle Run? On like Android phone. It was like on smartphones. Oh, and, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and you just swipe left and right to move. Maybe. Temple Run, sorry, yeah, Jungle Run, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's Temple Run, good shout. Um, yeah. It looks a bit like that, um, but, you know, one of those, like, endless runners, um, and I guess you have, like, a certain amount of time to, like, collect certain items and stuff, but uh, it's always hard to get from these renders because they always look a bit goofy, don't they? Um, but yeah. I imagine these are supposed to be screens. Um, and then in the next game, there's just some kids, like, slapping some pillars. Um, oh, they, they have to maybe hide from it? Yeah, so I, uh, actually, I th I think uh, they have to like shake the pillar. So like, I think the the uh, the thing will like, hide in the tree, and then you have to find. So you see, like, there's like five trees here, right? Yeah, and then there's five pillars. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, this one because I read the description in Japanese, and I I kind of like half understood it, but it still sounded a bit weird. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's some kind of like you know you have to rustle them out of the bushes or something. That's cool. Um, then here, this is this looks really fun. It's like a Magikarp, um, like fishing game. Mm. So, uh, you, do you know his name in Japanese, Magikarp? Uh, I don't actually. It's a uh, it's the, one of the few I've actually memorized, but it's a koi king. So, king oh, of okay. the king of the koi, right? Makes <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. So, uh, koi king, and uh, yeah, you have this like. I get it might almost be like a Wii remote because it looks like um you know the handle of a fishing rod, but I guess it has like some accelerometer kind of a tech in there, and then you can see on the screen here there's like the fishing rod is displayed on the screen, so you know it'll just like relay in real time the angle, then you just have to flick it and then catch, you know catch the uh, magic carp. Um, but I'm not sure about all the balls like falling down. Maybe like if you hit the balls with the lure, you get extra points or something. Um, but again, That's, it looks it's got that very like carnival kind of style like game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these AR games are really interesting, you know. Because mm. uh it's the kind of stuff you can't really do at your at your house, you know. You can only experience it like at an event like this. 
Mm, that's it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought when I saw this. It's, you know, there's always lots of these like Pokemon events, but the thing that I thought was coolest about it was like they've designed these games that are like just for this event. Um, and I, they, they might like repurpose them for something else in the future, but I've never seen these before. And I'm pretty sure they're like brand new experiences, right? So definitely aimed at children, but even if you're a fan of the series, then I'm pretty sure you'll be able to have have a good time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the official like ticket uh, website. Um, so you can see the, the event is available from uh, 27th of August, so July, sorry, to 11th of August uh, at the Matsuya Ginza um, store. Um, but this is like a lottery system to buy the tickets. Um, but it doesn't say exactly where the next events will be being held. But I would imagine having witnessed everything with like the Olympics and all these cancelled events, they're probably just like playing it by ear and like, cause like, you know, like this, this will basically take place during the Olympics. Um, oh like, yeah. Cause that actually, that does start like in that, I don't forget the exact day, but it's like the 18th of July or something like that. So maybe they're just going to like see how it goes. And then if it goes well, then they'll move it around to uh, other places. Um, but yeah, either way, it kind of looks cool. Um, unique little event there for any Pokemon fans in Tokyo. Um, so yeah, you can jump on the website there and uh, yeah, enter the lottery and uh, you might win some tickets. So yeah, I guess we'll be looking forward to that. And I'm sure once it opens, there'll be plenty of photos on uh, social media to check out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess... Um, We'll move on to our next bit of news. So Nintendo has officially announced that they're going to retire their uh, online lounge service. And mm-hmm. uh, it will be ending on um, July 29th. That's a Thursday. Uh, and it will be replaced by the Nintendo Switch online app. Mm. So um, I'm not sure if you've ever used this uh, before, the uh, Nintendo online lounge. Um, I actually never did because I didn't really play any of the online games that used it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when I was researching about the app, it it says that it was only used with uh, Splatoon 2 for mm. uh, for voice chat. So other than Splatoon 2, uh, this isn't affecting any other uh, Nintendo games. Here on the official website, we can see uh, it listed, you know, the ending date on mm. uh, July 29th. Um, but also it has uh, listed uh, alternative steps to use voice chat for Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. So um, by using the Nintendo Switch Online app, uh, you can still access uh, voice chat functionality. So um, I guess nothing's really being lost here uh, by this uh, app closing closing down. Mm. Um, it just seems like uh, maybe... Uh, Nintendo was in a bit of a rush to get the voice chat out the door and they ended up, you know, making a, an app they didn't need or, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to be honest, like, I didn't even think that this was such big news um, in, in the sense of, like, it's not important to people, right? I don't think anyone actually cares about this this news story. Oh, oh <laughs> the, yeah. The, the reason I wanted to talk about it was it it just kind of highlights and perhaps we can discuss, like, what the fuck is Nintendo doing, like, with their online <laughs> yeah, service? Yeah. It's just it's just a mess. Like, I remember initially, you know, they always come out with some excuse and they try and justify it to, like, people, but it never seems logical. But they, they said that, you know, it was mainly for uh, privacy concerns for, like, children, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And you know, I can understand that. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for keeping kids safe online. Um, but why can't that be just built into the game? Like, why does it require a separate app? So I don't know if you remember this, Ryan, or anyone listening at home, but this convoluted mess that I'm showing on the screen at the moment is what Nintendo proposed as a, as a solution to gaming online when you're trying to chat to somebody on, <laughs> you know, Splatoon 2. So, you know, we've got the... Um, We've got the headset over here, which was like a, a special Splatoon headset, which I would never buy, but like it looked kind of cool. It kind of matched the uh, the oh, style of the game. This um, has a, a microphone here. Yeah, yeah, right. So this is okay. a mic, right? So because but basically, like Splatoon, the game it, it relies too much on teamwork. It's like impossible not to have voice chat, you know, because mm. um, you need to like coordinate attacks and stuff. Um, so basically, yeah, this is like, it says like mix here. So the mix headphones goes into here and then you've got this weird, like, what the, what is this shape? Like who designed this <laughs> shape? It's, it's, like a, box? it's a squid, right? <laughs> That's what I thought, but it just looks so horrible. Just have a box. It's fine. No one cares. Um, but anyway, yeah, this, you plug the headphones into there, then it splits the mic and the game audio signals. Oh, sorry. It, uh, the other way around, sorry. The, uh, they kind of go into there and go into the headphone but you know the the mic signal is shared then with the phone and the audio is coming from the switch here and it's just like what wait, is, what is that like <laughs> wait so so why is the the phone needed like that's sending the audio from the people you're yeah, talking with that's it yeah uh, so it's basically like um you know it, it's sending it's doing like a facetime call to the other person over wi-fi and then mm. the the audio comes out of the phone goes in, into the box and it gets mixed into the game audio which is then sent into your headphones ah i see but when you talk on the microphone the signal goes down to the box and then gets sent to the phone yeah they have to get this built into the switch <laughs> i mean there there must be a reason why why they're intent on like not allowing the switch to do it i i just have no idea because the, th the thing that doesn't make the most sense is that there is no there is no hardware limitation that stops you from doing this. So well, why waste money developing this box when like software on the Switch would enable you to do the same thing? I wanted to say, I think some games on the Switch do have voice chat though. Like I remember a few, a few years ago, I tried a Fortnite on there mm. uh, to play with my little brother. And like, I think we were able to do like a cross play like with voice chat. Through the no, you, you you are yeah. That's that's kind of the next point is like it's been done already on the console, so I mean it's, it's just ridiculous in so many ways. But I, yeah, I believe um, Fortnite was the first game, and I remember when, when that came out with the update, and everyone was kicking off, being like, "Like fucking Nintendo!" Like you said, like I needed to buy this like stupid like box, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> plug it into my phone, and then like Epic are like, "No, no, no, just just like plug it into the the console." Like why why be so stupid? So hopefully they'll add normal voice chat and um, they probably need to put in place some kind of like parental locks or something or like, you know, a way to keep kids from from communicating on theirs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's still some people using uh, that app, but probably not so many. And, um, you know, Nintendo is replacing it with uh, the Switch Online app that offers the same functionality. So... At least they're not just like leaving people, you know, 
uh, stranded with with no way to use voice chat. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm happy to see that they're they're taking care of it. But I think we all hope they just add it to the the console like it should have been in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it should have been in the first place. I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, as you may well know, this is a Japanese gaming podcast, but we basically spend most of our time talking about Nintendo. So uh, it only seems fitting that we have some more Nintendo news next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty fun, though. This is not negative. This is really cool. Um, and it's something I wanted to mention last week, but it's just been like a continuous stream of like announcements. And it wasn't, it's not super huge news. So I thought, you know, save last week, we had a lot of big announcements. So we'll kind of fit it in this week. But basically, um, the biggest of this bunch of announcements is a new collaboration event um, between uh, the department store Parco and uh, Super Mario and the Nintendo store in uh, Shibuya in Tokyo. Um, so oddly enough, when this store opened in 2019, it was the first ever official Nintendo store in Japan, which kind of seems mad to me, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Parco Shibuya is where the current uh, Nintendo Tokyo store is. Um, but there's parkos in like Osaka, Nagoya, Fukuoka, just uh, you name it, like big city in Japan, they've got a parko. But that's just kind of like the side story. Um, but here, um, they've got loads of kind of like new collaboration items. So if you've been to the Nintendo store, you haven't been yet, right, Ryan? I haven't been actually, yeah. I've I've been planning to go for a long time. But, uh... Well, the... I mean, yeah, you definitely should because it's awesome. Um, but especially like over the last year since they opened, they've got loads of like cool exclusive Nintendo stuff in there, like as you'd expect, but like it's only available there. So yeah, so uh, according to this website, we've got a collaboration item fair that's going to be starting on the 1st of July. Um, and basically there's going to be like some cool exclusive like Nintendo goods, like more like Nintendo style stuff. But like I saw like a lot of the stores are going to be making like Nintendo style stuff as well so like all the different clothes shops will be making um like nintendo stuff in their style so it's like a huge collaboration so like um Mm. these like old jagger design nubian uh disc disc union uh delphonics whatever so these are all different stores and they've all been given permission to make their own kind of spin on um you know nintendo merch so uh this one this looks pretty cool little case you got here (laughs) <laughs> yeah but I, don't, I don't know would you would you spend uh seven eight thousand yen on, on a phone case <laughs> De- definitely not <laughs> I, I, uh, i'd be more likely to uh to just like draw something on my own you know <laughs> yeah that's it buy a clear one and just uh yeah paint it on so um there's loads of stuff here so i'm not going to spend too much time going through all these items if you want to check them out um just google um parko uh nintendo tokyo collaboration and you can find it uh online um but then leading up to this announcement uh on twitter like almost like every day i've been seeing like new stuff getting announced by uh, nintendo store tokyo so one of the coolest things is um in the store in the actual store they have these four like awesome like massive statues so it's got mario link um isabel and the, the little nook the twins from animal crossing and the inkling the girl inkling from splatoon so they've made like a a mini figure collection so uh they're all retailing at 7150 yen um and you get mario link obviously animal crossing and splatoon 
or you can buy this, like the whole box set, which is, it's almost like $300. So it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit pricey. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is but, pretty expensive. But it's pretty cool, right? You know, I've, I've never seen uh, such a elaborate kind of collaboration item before. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, this is this is interesting. Like Nintendo's just going all out on their uh, their merch recently, just tons That's of uh, it, yeah. tons of new stuff. I mean, I imagine it's probably a big money maker for them. Um, here we've got some. Oh, look! It looks like someone needs some replies. Someone's actually already bought one. Oh, that, that thing's huge. So look, that's like a Link Amiibo, Twilight Princess Amiibo. And that thing's got to be like... So the, uh, the well, Amiibo Amiibo is like the size of your hand, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it fit in your palm. Actually, I didn't even realize there's a, there's a tape measure here for reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's, t- it's 23 meter, 23 centimeters tall, the box. Um, but wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite detailed. Oh, this guy went hard. He bought, he bought all of them, didn't he, I reckon? Uh scroll down a little bit here Lincoln Splatoon so cool. sold out at Animal Crossing very low stock <laughs> so yeah it looks like they're already sold out as well um, but wow. very cool merch uh, and there's just there's just more stuff so over here we've got a little trailer for some new Nintendo homewares uh, which looks awesome so they do all these like cool like summer like kind of homeware things right so you've got like a, a cool bag here but it's like a, a question mark block uh, bag um, and if oh, you go to the yeah. Nintendo store, they have like bunting and stuff and like, um, like paper plates and straws and all these kind of things you could use like kids parties. Uh, here's a cool like little like fishing stool. <laughs> oh, nice. It's almost like a little outdoors set, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be more inclined to buy some of these like outdoorsy type, uh, things, you know, like if you'd go on a, on a camping trip or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got this uh, kitty tummy cushion, like folding cushion, folding chair. Uh, this is um, I don't know, this is like a phone holder, neck neck pouch. Because you can put anything pouch. in there, can't you? <laughs> for, yeah. But it's just like it's so wholesome, right? Yeah, yeah. I might get this water bottle to just keep on my bag, like just take yeah, it yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. We got a folding fan here, cool towel. I like that actually with the uh, the bean pole. Yeah, yeah, these are nice. Oh, towel um, holder. Oh, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I was thinking of getting some of these for the show, like have them behind oh, me. Oh, man, that would be good. Yeah, actually, I was thinking like, you know, I got my shelf over here, but I want to get another shelf behind me. And I was thinking yesterday, what can I put on it? But these would be cool. Yeah, these are very nice. Yeah, with the lights inside. Yeah. I might get some of those for my, my next camping trip. That's, I think the stars look really good, right? Because they have that outdoorsy vibe as well <laughs> maybe yeah. not maybe not the shy guy is a little bit creepy but uh, I oh know. yeah <laughs> i i like the shy guy <laughs> um so there was that and then there's one more thing which i again i thought was really really cool uh this i think it's going to be exclusive to the pop-up shops i they might sell it at the main shop as well but i think this is definitely connected to the pop-up shops and um, but basically it's like this um i mean first off let's just appreciate how cool this like ketchup on machine is they never look this cool it looks like a post box or something it's like really like I like kind of futuristic. I've never seen such a cool looking uh, kind of gachapon machine like that before. <laughs> but uh, what's inside actually are these like little mini controllers, which are really sweet. So there's six in total. And it's like basically like the Famicom controllers, like divided up into like uh, thirds. So you got like one with the D-pad, the slide, the slide button, and then like the A and B button. 
for the, uh, the Famicom like Japanese design. And then you've got the, uh, the Western version over here, which is, yeah, pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So the, those don't do anything though, right? They're just little keychains, right? Just little keychains, yeah. So, I mean, they are a bit expensive, like 500 yen, um, especially when you consider that, that it's random, you know, because if you could buy the one you wanted for 500, I'd say that's like fair enough. But yeah, you might end up pumping a lot of money into that. Yeah. Um, but it also says that there's actually like a, a seventh like secret item. So uh, there's obviously six here and it says there's seven in total, but there's a secret one. So I couldn't see in the um, the comments, no one seems to have got hold of one of these like secret items yet. So I don't actually know what it is, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I might maybe have a little punt on one of these and see, try and pick up some, see if I can get that secret item and see, see, uh, see what I can find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Don't spend too much money on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope, man. <laughs> so in our next bit of news, as some of you guys might know, this week, um, a new controller for the uh, Dego Switch game was announced. Mm. Um, and uh, as you might know, uh, Dego is a uh, kind of a train simulator style game in Japan where you uh, drive like the, uh, the JR lines around and... Um, stop at like famous uh stations and things mm. so um let's see so as you can see here uh it's like the it's like the accelerator for the train right mm. um and this will be releasing on the 8th of august and it is a uh, official officially licensed by nintendo so it's uh yeah it's quite expensive it's going to be um fourteen thousand eight hundred fifty yen Mm. So that's pretty expensive. That's uh, you know, like a hundred thirty or hundred forty dollars. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was looking into why it was so expensive, and um, this thing is actually like spring loaded and automated, and Ooh. it make it makes sounds, and uh, apparently it allows you to play the game without looking at the controller. Like you can just feel exactly like what gear you're in, and like oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, you get feedback from the from the rails <laughs> yeah and when when you like let go of like the accelerator it will automatically like jump back to the the neutral position and stuff like that uh um, okay that sounds pretty so cool it, actually yeah. so it's for those uh serious players of the game um <laughs> yeah so yeah. it should do, should be out already right um oh no sorry the the, the pre-order started from three days ago on the 25th and it comes out on the 5th of august Oh, 5th of August. Is that right? Yeah, the, the date here. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So that's when it goes on sale. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. But sorry, yeah. The pre order started from uh, last Friday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, yeah no. 15,000 yen. That's, that's a big yeah, old chunk of change. That's very expensive. <laughs> although I do love uh, Den Sha Go. So yeah. So this is, uh, yes, because the, the Japanese advert <laughs> for the game. Yeah, it's kind of quirky and, uh, and funny, but uh, even though it's a train sim, like this game kind of feels arcadey, you know, it has yeah, that yeah. sort of fun quality to it. And uh, this is actually the first controller for Dan Go that they've released in uh, 14 years. I heard so, that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So, yeah. So it's been a long time since they made a, a controller like that. Although yeah, they they do offer like a plug and play. Mm. Uh like a plug and play controller that has the game built in. So you don't right. need a, con a console. You can just uh, go straight from the controller. 
And uh, that's that's what I was wondering because like so long before there was a since there was a new one. Is it that because that old one just works with loads of different things and you can just kind of. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think the the old one was for like a, you know, uh, previous console generations. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, the uh, the standalone one apparently has graphics like on par with like a PlayStation Two, so it's it's actually pretty pretty good looking when you consider, um, consider you know it's just a plug-in device. Uh, I guess that yeah, it's. I mean, PS2 doesn't look amazing by today's standards. Well, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> when it's uh, when it's built into the controller, I guess it's, it's still pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, there was like actually an arcade version of this game that was released mm. um, in 2017, and then uh, just this year uh, it came out on the Switch. I think mm-hmm. maybe around March or something. I think we talked yeah, about yeah. it. Um, and it it's also on PS4. Um, However, this controller is only for the Nintendo Switch, so there's, mm. uh, there's no PS4 version of it. Um, yeah, which is funny because the game actually looks really good on PS4, but on Switch, it it's like very pixely and, like, you know, yeah, not, think, doesn't run remember, as well. <laughs> I remember looking at the trailer. We looked at it a few weeks ago as like a new release. Um, I mean, it looked okay. I think maybe in portable mode, it would be look a lot more bearable. But if you play that on a big TV. It's one of those games where it's just it's set in real life, right? You just you just are like driving the Yamanote and like <laughs> around Tokyo. Yeah. So like ideally you'd want it to look as good as possible. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the PlayStation version even has a VR, like a PSVR compatibility where you can like oh, look, cool. look around and like actually see the inside of the, the train and stuff. Oh really? So, that like, sounds dope. <laughs> so it, I think it would have been smarter to make this expensive controller for the ps4 and not for the switch because yeah like those are the players that spent them you know that maybe bought the higher quality version of the game right yeah um, i mean definitely yeah. i think i think especially a game like that you want to kind of offer the most realistic experience but maybe this will work with ps4 maybe like i don't know maybe they can update the game because like it's just going to be like a usb input right so I think maybe because of the branding with Switch and maybe the, the buttons are obviously named after Switch, but I've heard like many pre- peripherals, like uh, peripherals, <laughs> many peripherals in the past, you know, for different consoles have worked with other consoles just through USB, but maybe like the buttons are confusing because they're labeled differently or whatever. But um, yeah, it yeah. De- def- definitely is an odd choice, right? I was just actually admiring this picture here. Uh, this is like the inside of the machine, which looks looks pretty dope. Um, and you can see like all the kind of detail, like the cogs here. There's some like I guess these are like counterweights to like give it a bit of a like um, resistance when you kick the gears up and down. Um, yeah. And here it's got a picture of the dial. There's like I don't know if these are gears or like levels of speed or whatever. Th- I've never driven it, a train, so I'm not too sure. I, th- I think it, it's the acceleration. So like if you pull uh, down. Okay. If you pull down, it it accelerates. So it's like how much throttle. Oh, power, power, and then brake. I see. Yeah. yeah, and then the the brake like actually latches. So like the the power, uh, you just give it a little bit at a time, like kind of like a car, you know, stepping uh, on the gas, and then it it shoots back to zero, to neutral. Uh, okay. Um, but with the brake, it actually locks into place. Oh, like, so the the button on the side is like the unlock, unlock, unlock the latch. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a gear stick on a car. Exactly. So when you press uh, the bu- button, it allows you to to move it, and when you let go, it will like lock into place. 
cool. Um, but yeah, I might, like, I might, I might buy it. <laughs> I I want it. If if it was cheaper, I I might be able to to go for it. But it's a bit expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I've actually been thinking of like buying this game for a while now because um like I'm such a big fan of the mm. series. <laughs> you know, that looks cool, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, let's move uh, on to our next. This is a very short story we've got coming up next, um, and it's actually back to Pokemon. Um, but it was just super cute, and I wanted to share it with everybody. There's a new Pokemon plane that's been announced uh, in a collaboration between the Pokemon Company and the uh, airline carrier Skymark. Um, and yeah, it's this new like awesome tropical Pikachu jet. <laughs> so got a picture of uh, Captain Pikachu here. And uh, I want to zoom in on the plane, but I'm not sure if I can. Here we go. So you can see he's like he's like floating with balloons. Right? Uh, so I guess that's him kind of like flying through the sky. And uh, yeah, this will be uh, on a a route between uh, Tokyo Hanada Airport and uh, Naha in Okinawa. So at the moment, that's the only route you'll be able to kind of experience this flight on. <laughs> it's uh, a route. I'm, ridiculous art on this plane <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy right but these these like character-based planes are big business you know um mm. i mean i'm sure you've seen some in the past there was like an r2d2 plane that was pretty badass uh, oh yeah be like hello kitty planes and all kinds of stuff um but it it's kind of stupid right and it's it's not necessary but it's always just a bit of fun and again i think it's always more fun for kids right so if you're going on a holiday okinawa is a very popular uh, vacation destination in Japan. So it, it makes sense that they would do it there. Um, and you can see here, like the services, you know, they've got like all Pokemon at the checkout desks. Uh, they've got like coloring, got like coloring in book or something on the, on the plane, Pikachu cups and uh, Pikachu Kit Kats. <laughs> wow. They, they really went like all out with this. Uh, <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, they've got the head, the uh, kind of the napkins on the headrests here. And I think uh, the coolest thing actually is this it's like a coin you get. Uh, I don't know if you have to pay for it or it's like given to you as like a commemorative like token, but I think yeah. you might you might get it as like a present for being on the flight, and that's cool, right? That's like super rare, like Pikachu, Captain Pikachu, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like gold coin, uh, yeah. and even like the uh, the air hostesses look really cute in their little aprons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this is so cool. Like I wasn't <laughs> expecting like them to like completely like deck out the plane with pokemon gear so that's mm. that's pretty wild uh, yeah usually it's just the exterior but for yeah this one they went a little bit hard on it um and you know they've been doing lots of stuff like this so this is just a continued like pokemon travel like campaign uh we've talked about the pokemon lids before like uh pokefuta um and there's already a couple down in okinawa uh so it, it just says here like the pokemon lids are kind of like have been like announced or have like opened i don't know how do you open a, a pokey lid uh unveiled <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unveiled maybe unveiled. they've been unveiled in folk uh in okinawa and there's some really cool designs here um and then if you go back uh yeah there's the the yuireru this is the monorail they have in naha city which is really cool it's like kind of above the road and it kind of goes around the city but that's also pokemon um wow uh, how like how much money does the Pokemon company have? <laughs> Just all they have all of it. Bi they have bil all the money. billions, you know, billions. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, this is the, I think this is the shuttle bus from uh, the airport, from Naha Airport and around like the city, right? So this is like um, Morito Pokemon Tachi, like forest and Pokemon, uh, sea and Pokemon, uh, mountains and Pokemon, flowers and Pokemon. Um, yeah. And then we've got like uh, the sea and the the evening sky Pikachu something. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're trying yeah. to mean by that, but there's just so many like different kind of buses and stuff. So even if you're just like going to Naha for a vacation and you like Pokemon, then you're probably going to be in for a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we we see a lot of Pokemon in the news. Like I'm always surprised with like how much work the Pokemon company does, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's always just big, big money. So, um, all right, Ryan, I'll let you wrap us up for our uh, final news story of the week. All right. So in our final bit of news this week, um, some new artwork from Shimagami Tensei 5 has been shown off um, by uh, Famitsu, which is um, a large uh, gaming uh, magazine in, from mm. Japan. And uh, if you pull up the article here, we can take a look at some, um, some of this art. Uh, I believe... Some of this is taken from the art book, which mm. uh, will be released as part of like a premium package with the game. Um, so the game is coming out, uh, I think, is it October, November? Uh, Don't know. <laughs> yeah, November, tw- November 12th. So, um, mm. so Shin Megami Tensei Five will be released November 12th as a Switch exclusive. Um, and uh, there will be a premium version with a two-disc soundtrack and an art book and a, a custom bag for uh, $120. Mm. And yeah, we can see some some of the art here in the book, which is really cool. And um, I believe uh, this issue of Famitsu has uh, kind of a special on the game with mm. like, a, like a deeper look. And um, there's even some custom artwork uh just for uh just for the famitsu uh magazine article so mm-hmm. really cool stuff uh we can see here there's like some uh, punch out coins and things like that yeah this looks cool so uh yeah. i'm getting i'm getting really excited for this game uh <laughs> it's uh also uh some other news about uh shin megami tensei 5 uh for those who pre-order there will be a special uh steelbook case version of the game uh yeah so this uh is the image found here on amazon uh this looks pretty badass i don't know the characters at all but uh it's cool cool artwork (laughs) at least (laughs) yeah you can see the different uh demons there you know it looks cool like uh this is a shot of the main character here in uh, i think that's shinogawa station during the uh, the morning rush hour so you gotta have some uh classic tokyo scenes before it all goes crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. T- Tokyo Tower in the background. <laughs> yeah. And, and like having lived in Tokyo, like this game is much more interesting to me now because like I want to actually see the spots, you know? Yeah. I think that's um, it, you know? Which is funny because like I can actually go see the real stuff, but like for some reason I still get a, more of a kick out of like seeing it in these games. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. that is, Ryan? Why, why is that? Because you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's the symptom, you, uh, man. That, that, those are the side effects of being uh, uncontrollable otaku. Oh, you just, man. You get excited man. by things that are not real. 
but, yeah. but could you but are real in real life right you'd rather appreciate the fake versions <laughs> it's funny yeah i guess so i guess i'm i'm on that level now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I understand completely. I mean, that's like originally that's the only reason I wanted to play Persona 5 was, was like, well, you can run around Shibuya Scramble. And it's like, I've already done that a million times in real life, but I wanted to do it in a video game. Yeah, um, but- there's something pleasant about seeing like the art, the drawn version of it, you know, like mm. it's like presented in a nice, like friendly, accessible way. Like, yeah, exactly. When, yeah. When you actually go to like Shibuya Crossing, it's like crowded as hell and like, Mm. it's a pain in the ass and it's like you know yeah. like there's after no, there's, you, there's no side quests it's bullshit yeah no side <laughs> quests um i mean it's fun you know it's fun but like after you go there a few times i think you kind of get the i get the vibe there you know yeah yeah but, but uh, I mean, it's, it's the same goes for like denture de go right it's like it's a very realistic representation but like you just unless you actually get the job as a train driver which requires like years of like training <laughs> then uh you yeah. can't do that right so it's it's cool and it's nice to be able to experience some places like you know from the perspective from the point of view of like the train right it's a good way to see the city because like the, the tracks kind of go like everywhere and i imagine that's what will be like in uh shimigami tensei is like there'll be certain areas that maybe you couldn't get into in like the real world because it's like private property or oh, there's a building there or something but you can kind of just go in in the game so that's kind of yeah cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, for those of you who are interested in the game, uh, the Japanese uh, trailer and the English trailer actually show some different uh, footage from the game. Mm. So uh, if you're really into it, you can check out the Japanese trailer and see some alternate scenes. Um, and uh, there's also a uh, Nintendo Treehouse gameplay footage, which I think we showed uh, mm. last last week. So I recommend that as well. If you want to get an idea of like what the game's like. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, speaking of gameplay last week, we had so much stuff to talk about and to show you guys that, uh, yeah, we, we actually had to cut a few um, new releases. So we'd, we were playing catch up this week. Um, so our first new release of this week uh, is actually uh, came out last Friday. Uh, it is, of course, uh, Mario Golf uh, Super Rush on Nintendo Switch. All right, cool. Yeah. Mario sports games are generally uh, pretty well received. Yeah, generally, like, yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing to say about sports games, but I always find that they have like some of the best graphics on the system. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. uh, that is the case. Maybe it's because of the simplified nature of them. Especially something like golf, right? There's not a lot of like stuff moving around, but uh, this looks pretty good. Um Maybe not, like, maybe not the best looking game, but <laughs> I like the uh, you know the speed golf aspects. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like so there's like some kind of uh, alternate gameplay there. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It, it looks like you're running across the golf courses and like collecting coins. Um, yeah, I thought when they showed that off, I thought that was the most interesting um, aspect of the game because I mean golf is always golf, and the main core gameplay is always the same, right? Um, even the way that you hit the ball. I doubt they've probably changed it that much. Um, but yeah, that super kind of rush mode, apparently you have like up to four players, you all tee off at the same time. And then you just like, you hit the ball and you have to run to where it landed and then just like try and hit it again and stuff. So I think, yeah, that could be uh, pretty hectic if, if you got people on the couch, you know, having a few beers, you know, like giving each other the elbow. Just, yeah. You know, like, each other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty fun, uh, fun way to experience it. Mm. but uh 
yeah, this looks more fun than a uh, real golf. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, See, so yeah, I guess you're not a big golf fan, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. No, I, I don't really like it. But uh, but this looks pretty cool. I, I mean, golfing with Mario seems fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it always has been. Like, I mean, I it's yeah, something like, I don't like golf. I've never played it like real life golf, but like, I used to play on the 64. Then I had the one on the GameCube. Um, I think there was the only two golf games, but I've played like Mario Tennis as well. There was a uh, Mario Strikers, you know. Um, mm. So there's been loads of like cool Mario sports games. Um, but golf, I feel like golf was maybe one of my favorites because I always like the challenges. So like, like you might have seen some of the clips in this uh, this video so far, but you know, there's things like you have to like get the ball to land on the target. Uh, this is like the super rush mode here. We can see. Um, or just the regular tournaments, just like, it's just fun to like win the tournament, you know? Um, but another thing they've added into this game is uh, like an adventure mode or like a story mode. So, uh, you play as your me character and then you kind of like win tournaments, you level up. I assume you get like new, uh, equipment and stuff and like build up your stats and things like that. Um, but that was one of my favorite parts of, I don't know if you've ever played it, but Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color. Hmm. which was the, I think it was the first get Mario tennis game, but that had a, like a career mode and it was like so addictive. Yeah. It was so good. And I think there's a game called a uh, golf story. It's like a RPG style. Yes. Yes. Game. Yes. I've, I've got that as well. That's very good. It's quite different. Um, it literally is like a more of a story, like with a storyline and then you just, uh, play golf in between the, to like the, the, the parts yeah. of the story. <laughs> Yeah, but a very very unique game. So I'd say if you like if you enjoy Golf Story, you'll probably enjoy Mario Golf. Yeah, yeah. So this is cool. Um, so yeah. this is out now. I'm assuming it's it's a full price Nintendo game, right? Absolutely, uh, and it'll stay full price till the end of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Mario Golf. Uh, what do we have up next? Uh, next up is Scarlet uh, Nexus, and this is just our uh, first impressions of these. So. Yeah, uh, okay. Let's check it out. Okay, so uh it's currently watching uh, the IGN trailer because I couldn't find a decent length uh, trailer for this game. So this is going to be some more in-depth gameplay, but um looks kind of interesting at the moment. Looks like um I don't like a dungeon crawler kind of Well, actually it started the camera was up much higher and it looked like kind of like Diablo style, like dungeon crawler. But now like the camera's come down, it looks a bit more like a bayonetta or like um astral chain kind of yeah there's vibe. definitely some uh hacking and slashing going on mm. <laughs> yeah so it appears that this game is going to be coming out on uh pretty much all platforms minus the switch so uh xbox series x and s xbox one playstation 4 and 5 and pc um but that's kind of weird because it's uh it's a bandai namco game so uh one of the major japanese publishers and uh you know they're usually quite keen to get their games onto the uh switch but yeah looking at this scene now actually this kind of this big expansive world and this actually looks yeah. very similar to astral chain isn't it <laughs> yeah this overworld bit looks quite like astral chain yeah it, it, except like, uh instead of like a the nighttime neon vibe it has more of a a daytime uh yeah. hong kong sort of vibe to it mm. uh, this actually looks pretty cool i'm quite i didn't really know anything about this game before watching the trailer but now i'm quite impressed so the characters are just like super yeah. anime style, but you know, on the the better consoles, rendered really nicely. So like the 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 lines, you know, the the outlines of the characters and stuff is really nice. Uh, yeah. Lighting is nice, you know. The, the 
the uh, environments are pretty cool like well um this kind of like i guess you could call it cell shaded sort of art Mm. style they always look so good when you put them in high resolutions because the lines are so clean yeah it's super neat right yeah yeah so um yeah again i'm uh impressed by these trailers every week you know i I uh, have low expectations, and then we watch the trailers, and uh, they look incredible. So uh, let's see what's up next. Uh, next up, we've got a uh, Disgaea Six: Defiance of Destiny. And so this is a—I don't know if it's a sequel or just like the next in the series. But Disgaea Five was like a Switch launch title. I remember. Yeah, this is Disgaea Six, right? Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, Disgaea. This guy is famous for being really hard, right? I um, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think so. I think this guy is like a uh, RPG series mm. that has like pretty brutal uh, difficulty as it scales. Oh, okay. I think so. Um, I've never played one, though. But um, apparently they're pretty, pretty hardcore. Yeah, um, I mean, I remember like... Uh, yeah, like they released like the deluxe version, like Discover Five Deluxe on Switch when it first started. And this this character looks very similar to the character in the main game, in uh, Five, sorry. But it's got that kind of like isometric viewpoint, or like, at least number Five did. Yeah, just looking at a gameplay trailer here, and this looks more similar to what I remember seeing of Discover Five. Sort of a tactical RPG. I'm not a huge fan of the, the art style, but... uh. Yeah, it's a bit too chibi for me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it kind of has that that uh sort of childish look to it. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of prefer more like regular proportions for bodies and stuff. Um yeah, that, and also like I don't like the background. It's just blue. It's a bit like feels a bit <laughs> like cheap, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit lazy. Let's see what's going on in some of these uh, other scenes here. Um, yeah, yeah. So um skill shop kind of you can trade up different skills uh there's obviously gonna be a lot of like talking text-based talking which is fine but always again doesn't it's hard to feel more immersed in that kind of thing um yeah this looks like a pretty deep game i'm I'm seeing some pretty uh a lot of numbers and stats and things uh so uh yeah i mean for those who are who want to dive really deep into an rpg this could be a good one for you um yeah i I'll, think so I i'll mean, be uh i'll be passing on, <laughs> on this one i think <laughs> i think a good uh, gauge would be like you know if you enjoyed the first any of the first five games then you'll probably like or want to play the second one right or the, the, sorry, the sixth one should i say um, yeah you'll yeah. probably enjoy that but yeah, i mean overall not Super impressed, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't yeah. impressed by how five looked, so I don't think I'll be picking up six. So in our last uh, new release for today, uh, we're looking at uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Mm. Uh, and Doki Doki Literature Club has been out for a w- little while now. Um, this actually isn't uh, a Japanese game, but it's uh, in like a style sort of uh, the style of one of these like dating sim type of, mm. of games and i believe it starts out like kind of one of these stereotypical anime style games and then it just turns into like a psychological like horror thriller type of thing <laughs> and just like shocks you uh and uh 
I was reading online that the, the creator of this game, like, had very mixed feelings about anime. Mm. Um, and so he made this game, like, as kind of a way to explore, like, an alternative side of it, you know? Mm, interesting, <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is the plus version, so I think it involves uh, additional content, um, some side stories, and um, mm. different things you can collect, stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, this uh, looks, I mean, it looks very stereotypical so far, right? Um, you know, school life, you know, a bunch of girls, they've all got pink hair, they've all yeah. got possibly large breasts for 15-year-old girls, <laughs> you know? <laughs> just yeah. the, the usual weird kind of uh, stuff you find in these kind of games. Yeah. Uh, just keep skipping through here. I guess it's not... Maybe the, it's they're trying to advertise it as if it's like something normal. <laughs> I mean, like like as yeah. if it's a, like a normal type of game. But I'm Yeah, pretty, I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, it's good. But you can see the M rating there, right? Mm, so, so you must get a bit wild. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never played it, but from what I know about the game, like as you get to know these girls in the game, mm. like you start it, their darker, uh, darker sides get revealed, sort of through your interactions with them, mm. and uh, and you know their relationships like turning sour and just like weird, weird stuff starts happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it's kind of hilarious because it's all you know, it's all pink and like butterflies and like happy yeah. after school well, parties. Definitely, stuff. definitely <laughs> yeah. my interest. Yeah, it sounds fun. I like this um this special edition here. The, the uh, pre you can pre-order, um, but there's like a, a literature club members card. <laughs> it comes like a little laminated <laughs> like kind of plasma card. I hope it actually comes with that uh, like pink floppy disk. So oh, it's yeah. a soundtrack download, so maybe it doesn't actually come with the disc. But I would, if it came on a floppy disc, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, that would be like a pretty a, funny way to like have the com like yeah have right. the soundtrack saved on a floppy disc. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, floppy discs were like three megabytes or something like that. They're like such small amount of data. Yeah, you'd have to like oh man, I don't even want to think about like the audio compression involved to get it on. <laughs> oh man, that's got to be right. Uh, but yeah, no, that actually looks decent, and I'm just. Yeah, kind of curious, like what's gonna what's gonna happen in the future, like uh, you know when when it comes out and people are gonna start streaming it online and we kind of expose the uh, the later half of the game when it all gets a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is this full version is releasing on all consoles, right? Or Switch, PS Five, and PS Four. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. So Switch and PlayStation, yeah. So, um, but it does actually look like there's a, there's a PS Five package version. But judging by like the 2D graphics, I don't think it'll look any different than on the PS4 and probably not even any different to the Switch. It just maybe it'll just output a 4K. That's probably the only difference. Um, yeah. But cool. overall, yeah, it looks, uh, looks pretty cool. Okay, so that wraps up all our new releases for this week. So let's jump into the final part of the show and let's learn some Japanese. Cool. So uh, my word for the week is bokan, and it mm. means adventure. So, oh, cool. uh, yeah, so you see this a lot, Boken, mm. right? And um, there's also Bokensha and Bokenka, which means mm. uh, adventurer. So uh, my example for this week is Boken o shinakereba nanimo hajimaranai. So mm. that means if you don't go on adventures, you know, if you don't take risks, uh, nothing will start or 
nothing begins. Mm. So basically, um, you got to make risks in order to see see uh, changes or success, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like the 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 sentiment of that sentence. Um, and this is another one where, like, if you just looked at it very literally, like, you know, if you don't go on an adventure or if you don't do an adventure, nothing will begin. It sounds a bit goofy in English, right? So you have to like, yeah. you have to massage it a little bit. But that's why I always enjoy like the contextual kind of nature of Japanese. You have to like just kind of extract yeah. some of the meaning from it. <laughs> I, I saw a bunch of uh, variations on this phrase um, mm. in, in, the ex- in our example sentences. So like there's uh, which is like mm. nothing will be gained if mm. you don't take uh, go on adventures. Take mm. risks, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's different ways to say it, and there's a few different grammars. Um, like shinakereba is is like a negative mm. with a conditional. So like you could say shinaito bokeno shinaito nani mo hajimaru nai. You could say shinakatara. Mm. So like that shinakereba has a bunch of like alternate grammars that you can use just as mm-hmm. easily so um anyway yeah that's my word for the week it's kind of simple one bullcam yeah i think a useful one for uh for gaming definitely like how many adventure games have you played where you you are the bullkinsha you know and you're going off on an adventure yeah so. and actually th- there's a a new dragon quest uh it's uh dai no dai bullcam so mm-hmm. dai is the name of the character and mm-hmm. Dai is the kanji for big. So mm. Dai Bokken is like big adventure. Oh, Dai, so is, like, Dai is big adventure. Yeah, yeah so the, the real name is Dai's big adventure. So mm. I think there's a game coming out called um, Dai no Dai Bokken. And it's coming out oh, cool. uh, in, the ne- in the next year or so. So mm. oh, I didn't hear about that one, but you are uh, our resident Dragon, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Quest enthusiast. So I'll take yeah, your we, word for it. <laughs> we we kind of choose which uh, series like you're going to follow and the ones I'm going to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But I think it's quite evenly split, isn't it? So it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Know, we, we we do like some of the same stuff, but I think we're more like deeply into different series. So it helps us yeah, cover yeah. Like a, a wider base, which is good, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh do you cool. have some words for this week? Yeah, yeah. So um I got a couple. Um, but they're uh, can you guess what game they're related to? Let's see. Just a second. So this says Tano Wakse. Oh, it's it's Metroid, right? It's wet Metroid, yeah. So uh What's my that? First, Hoka. My, yeah, my um my first word is Wakse, which is um a planet basically. So the, the most famous planet in the series, right? It's planet SR388. But in Japanese it's called Wakse SR388. So it's it's used in the same way that you use planet in English. It's really easy to use. Um, I was just also like any word that has waku in. I think it's just like a funny sounding <laughs> yeah, wow. like noise. I mean, I'm sure Japanese people don't, but just for me personally, I just like it. Uh, waku. Um, and also, you know, waku waku is like exciting, right? It's tingling with excitement. So like, I just like the sound of that word. Um, and the other word, actually, the other word I had was uh, seibutsu, which is like living thing organism. Because um, it's used, you know, to describe Metroids, right? Um, this, the sentence that is mentioned in is quite complex i didn't want to share that one particularly because it's got a lot of weird words in it that i thought might be tricky to understand but seibutsu in general 
refers to like a living being or something like that. Um, and then in searching for that, um, I found another word, which I've never heard before, actually. It's a seimeitai, which is this word here, seimeitai. This means like um, life form. So, you know, organism, life form had the same meaning. But when you say life form in English, it's almost like you're thinking of something that's not like a real, like unidentified, right? <laughs> it makes yeah, you, yeah. maybe it's just because there's so many sci-fi movies, but when I hear the word life form, I instantly think of an alien. You know, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think of something that lives on this planet, right? So yeah. I guess uh, I chose that word <laughs> as uh, maybe uh, a more appropriate word for the sentence. Um, so uh, actually, this is this is wrong. Ta. Uh, so it should be a hokumakase ni chiteki seimeitai wa iruka. Yeah, so it's basically saying like, is there is there intelligent life forms on other planets? Like a question, you know. Yeah, um, I know. I noticed that earlier when I was reading it. Like, wait a minute, that's not ta. That's a, it's a uh, trap, man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, ta is the uh, the onyomi uh, reading of the the kanji when you have it with other kanji, right? But uh, on its own, it should be hoka, hoka no wakase. So another planet, uh, ni, which is just the directional, like saying on that planet. Uh, and then chiteki, which is like intelligent. So chi is like, means intelligent. So chiteki is intelligent. And then life form, wa iruka. So like, are there, do, are they existing on another planet? So uh, that's quite a nice basic uh, sentence, you know, because it's just like subject and then like the question portion with like a noun. So it's pretty straightforward, right? Um, but yeah, the, the sentences in Metroid are actually a little bit more complicated. So I mm. thought I would just kind of simplify it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. Cool. Yeah. But again, you know, um, lots of games where you're going to space, going to planets, you know. Um, so waxe is definitely a good word. To know maybe same is not as necessary but you know <laughs> kind of want to just pair them together as uh you know the, the metroid nerd that i am <laughs> nice man cool some very useful words this week that's uh, it yeah so uh whoa, my shoulders are getting stiff now so that's the, that's the sign it's either the sign i'm getting old or it's the sign that it's the end of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe both <laughs> it's definitely both so yeah, thanks for joining me again, as always, Ryan. Uh, that's episode 13 in the bag. Um, unlucky number 13. Thankfully, nothing went wrong. One of the yeah. few episodes where nothing went wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> not yet anyway. So now it's our lucky number 13. And uh, yes, I'd like to thank all you lovely people at home for listening. If you enjoy the show, then please uh, give us a rating. Or if you have some more time, leave us a review of whatever podcast pl platform you're listening to us on. Uh, or if you're on YouTube, then please leave us a comment down below. Uh, thanks for watching slash listening, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye.